Alright, just went straight to solid. Alright. Um, hello everyone. Hello everyone. Welcome, Welcome to a very special episode. Uh, yeah. Um, this is going to be a very special and, and fast episode. Right. We've just had the recording device eat and some more audio from yeah. us. We're... It's like the battle days with Neil. Oh, yeah. Anyway, so... So we were sitting here, recording episode 60, like gentlemen. It was going well. It was going well. We talked. We, we did some follow-up, and and there was some good rambly bits. Uh, Matt was rambling. No one, Jody no one surprised. Did, Jody did an impression of Dave Chappelle doing an impression of Little John. Which Matt recorded surreptitiously. I did not realize he was recording it. It would have been great. So that's been... It's all lost now. And he's happy about that. I'm, I'm super a little happy. Annoyed. Uh, yeah. So, this is our 60th episode. It's gonna be a short one because of time constraints and because... Sorry about that, everybody. We lost the bits. Anyway. Okay, episode 60. Right. Uh, Show notes at gtradio.net slash alyt slash 60. Okay, thank you, Matt. Please contact us at alyt.show at gmail.com. And, hey, it's been a while since we begged for this. I'm gonna go ahead and do it right up front while we're... Do it. Spitting, uh... Hot fire. The facts. Spitting hot fire facts to our listeners. But uh, go, go on iTunes and, and give us a review or a rating or something. Yeah. We've had the two the two wonderful ones up there forever, which I am happy for, but it still looks like Matt posted... I did not do that. ...did a did an astroturfing rating not. of his own show. Well, it might be astroturfing. Or sock puppeting. It's not sock puppeting. I I'm promise not sure. you it's not that. Okay. I'm not sure what the, the proper term... I want to know what you do with your socks. ...for rating your own podcast than iTunes is. I didn't do it myself. I did not write that. Okay. Moving on. Why did that light just flicker? Which light? The mic light. The mic light? Oh, I'm, oh, so, no. I'm so nervous now, Yeah, Jerry. we're all paranoid with oh, the, the Zoom device. And that, th- so many podcasters use these things. I know. It's been pretty reliable for yeah. us, but yeah. we had issues with it last time. We did. Ugh. All right. Anyway, onward. Follow-up. Real follow-up. Real so, follow-up. one bit of real follow-up that I thought was, was interesting because you didn't know about it was that your... Your partner also gave you grades. So on the last episode, our sort of year in review show, we graded ourselves in a handful of categories. Um, and your partner got on the Blue Social Network and, and gave you grades, which, which are as follows. She says, I think most categories are better than he thinks, and one is worse. In Jobby Job, she gave you a B plus, no commentary. Home maintenance, also a B plus, and that would be better than you rated yourself. Yeah. She said, but only because I schedule it and pay people to do it at ours and the rental. So... Well, uh, that's what I was not including in my own grade. Like, I see. How can I Take grade myself for... on that? I can't. Yeah. Okay. So... Uh, health and fitness, she gives you a C, and she says that's C compared to the general population, but D plus if compared to previous years, because, because Jesus, so, you've let yourself go. Yeah. It's a C on a curve. <laughs> C on the curve, right? Yeah. But, okay, so it's been almost a month. I didn't realize she had, she had done that. I think that's funny. Yeah. Also, well, two more. Husband, husbandry and parenting, A-, minus. attitude and effort, A-. minus. She made up, she added a category that we hadn't thought of. Added the category of attitude, attitude and, effort. and effort. I'm surprised she gave me so high on, on that one. Yeah, attitude and effort, I, if I were going to grade myself, it would be, um, I don't know, C- minus at best. But anyway, all right, so that's a bit of real follow-up. Um, uh, it was funnier the first time, listeners, sorry. <laughs> also, real follow-up, Matt and I went for a run this morning. Right. He, uh... That's going to be a good title. Fun, it was funnier the first time? Funnier the first time. Funnier the first time. Um, yes, Matt and I went for a run before recording. Yep. 
uh, and that is his 11th run of 100 this year. Right. So he is doing That's what he said he would do. Yeah, you and, do the thing you say you're going to do, right? And, That's and the, Xing, Xing off the runs on the calendar this year. One of the things, one of the things that I would like to be true about myself is that I'm a person who does the things he says he would do, and that's yeah, not always the case. Yeah, um, but um, God, I want that for myself too. Unfortunately, that usually means I won't commit to anything. Right. <laughs> so yeah, for for safety purposes, because of that, I, I try not to commit to things or to say things that I will do things. But um, yeah. I have been running. 11 runs done. That's going to be January's total. Okay. Because you're going camping right after this. Right. If I were to do 11 runs every month, well, that's that's uh, 12 less than 144, whatever that is. That's a lot of runs. So, um, <laughs> uh, yeah, that would, that would easily eclipse my total. But, you know, there'll, there'll probably be other months where I'm not quite as motivated, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. So, too early to celebrate. All right. You got your ugly new shoes. Yeah, um, we don't need to talk about that. No, <laughs> got two shoes. You got to replace your shoes, you know, when you're running. You gotta. I had almost, I had something like 200 miles on the last one. So. Uh, one thing I thought you said earlier that was interesting was that uh, apparently Zuckerberg also has publicized a running goal for 2016 for himself. Yeah, so you know he 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 and his partner have their first kid, and boy, he goes crazy with the resolutions. Does he about the you know. Merlin must love that. Giving away his uh, billions, his wealth, yeah, and getting the vaccines for the baby. Right, got to vaccinate. Um, and then uh, his his we're, we're pro vax on this podcast. In yeah. case that wasn't clear, his uh, running goal though was three hundred sixty five miles for the year. Right, which and I just looked at my running dingus, and I've got uh, what did I say twenty eight miles in January. January. So. When you first said 365 miles for the year, I was like, oh, f- that. That's not... <laughs> no, it's doable. It really is but doable. It really, but that really is doable. If I'm going to run 100 times, I'm going to be in that ballpark. Yeah. Especially because I'm, I'm you know, I, I was easing back into it because it had been damn near six months since I, I pounded the pavement. So I, I started with mostly shorter runs, you know, just trying to get a time goal rather than working on distance or pace. But I do plan to up the, crank up the distances you know, right. get back to four and five mile runs instead of you wow. know, doing all uh, two and well, a half and three miles. Maybe you can get one over on Zuckerberg as well. It maybe, maybe that that's always been the goal. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> that's why we're here, right? No, that's not. Anyway, actually, um, no. Part of no. Usually, we're trying to stick it to, uh, to Bloomberg over at uh, the startup show. Oh yeah, he's got guy. nothing on us. Alex Bloomberg, Gimlet. Why are we plugging him again? Damn it. <laughs> um, all right, so that's uh, that's running, that's running, running. follow up. You got a you got a drone? Yeah, I got, my aunt gave me a drone for my birthday. I, Is it cool? I, it's pretty cool. Uh, I haven't got to play with it much because time. Right. But, uh, it's about um, this big, Matt. Theater of the mind. You're, describing. You're a, making a gesture with your hand. It's, uh, so it's the size of a coaster. Yeah, size of a coaster, um, and uh, it's black. Okay. And I haven't got to play with it much. I need to. Does it have a camera? No, it's very uh, one that small. You usually don't have cameras on, but it is nicer than the super tiny drone that I'd already have, which is like the size of a fifty cent piece. Okay, um, you could inhale it if it flew uh, too close. To almost you. yes, uh, it would definitely fit in your mouth if you wanted to <laughs> take it right out of the air. I might, uh, I like Homer Simpson might. Um, yeah. So anyway, drone. Okay. Matt had a, dro- a joke about uh, his shoes being delivered by drone. Which that's is why yeah, that's uh, in the notes. That makes no sense. Now. Cut all that out. Cut all that. All right. Um, 
What else we got? So we 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 got fifteen minutes. Okay. <laughs> we got you had some fake follow up on a Fitbit. We should probably skip. Yeah. I already begged for a review. I like mechanical watches. In iTunes. I'm too. It's I don't not scrolling, Matt. It's not scrolling. Two fingers, Jerry. The focus wasn't in the window. Okay. Um, we have to skip my kooky publicity stunt. Yeah. Um, it scares okay. the hell out of me anyway. Now, we have a really good topic for this episode, so it's kind of a shame that... Space! It's so short. The United States of space! Space. That's, That's another right. Dave Chappelle reference. <laughs> M-A-R-S. Mars! Mars bitches. Um, <laughs> you didn't want to curse on the podcast, did you? No. You knew the line. <laughs> I was trying Mars not to. Mars bitches. Um, Red rocks. <laughs> I miss Dave Chappelle. Yeah, I do too. Man, the guy's a genius. Um, he went literally insane. So, yeah, we've got this great topic. Okay, so how do you want to and, come at this? Well, my idea was space is big. Joe. Since we're space is big, and we got to just rush through it. So, um, should we start by singing the universe song from Monty Python? Mm, it's tempting. No, we should skip that. Ukulele's in the other room anyway. So many constraints. Yeah. I think what we're actually going to talk about, rather than... So what we originally floated was the idea of ranking various achievements, space achievements, in their place in the, uh, I don't know, the, the, the pantheon of human space travel. Yes. Um, but neither of us really thought too much about that, and I, I don't think that's... That's not what we're going to do. Okay. I think what we're going to talk about is, um, is more personal, like, you know, what, what we love about space and space travel and space exploration and what we remember growing up and, and a little bit about, about media that relates to space. Okay. Space media. Right. <laughs> uh, like Bowie's in Space, the Flight of the Concords song. <laughs> Another, uh, it does say David Bowie here in the, yeah, in, in the, in the notes somewhere. That was one of the things that I super, thought. Super sad to lose David Bowie. Mm-hmm. I did see one of those memes on the interwebs that said something like, um, you know, rather than be sad that that David Bowie is gone. Think how amazing it is that in the you know thirteen point whatever billion year history of the universe, you managed to be alive at the same time as David Bowie. <laughs> that's pretty good. Yeah, that's a nice way to think about it. But the Flight of the Concords, I would definitely put this in show notes because it's one of my favorite Flight of the Concords shows. Uh, not uh, shows, but uh, songs. songs uh, Bowie's in space. <laughs> what you doing out there, man? <laughs> they, they, uh, it's hilarious. I've not seen that one. That's um, pretty freaky, Bowie. <laughs> dude in space Bowie do you have just one spacesuit Bowie or do you have a couple of changes it goes on and on like that <laughs> anyway um <clears throat> where, where were we space <laughs> space <laughs> we're trying so hard to get to space oh my god it's hard okay. to get to space Jerry. it is hard to get to space should, should we start there when you were little <laughs> did you want to go to space did you want oh, to be absolutely. an astronaut absolutely I absolutely absolutely wanted to be an astronaut and I knew or at least I was I was told I had the impression that the path to astronaut ran through air force pilot. So one of the things I imagined for myself as a kid even probably pre school age kid was um going into the air force, air force academy, uh becoming a fighter pilot so I could fly the shuttle you know, so okay. I, so I could go to space. Really? Wow. Yeah. I, I, what I wish somebody had told me as a kid, because then I got all sad when I realized that your eyes are terrible. My eyes are, are terrible, and I can never fly fighter jets. <laughs> I, and then I was like, oh. "Well, f- 
That's that's off the table. So yeah, that that and I I, I still have clear memories of, of that reality sinking in and being super sad that the sort of obviously hopelessly naive plan I had for myself as a child was was not going to pan out. But I what I wish somebody had told me was that the other way to get to space is to do science. Like, you can be a scientist in space, uh, yeah, you know, okay, a payload sure. specialist or, you know, a mission specialist. Like, they send scientists to space mm-hmm. all the time. Yeah. Probably more than pilots. Yeah. I mean, yeah at least numbers, these days. Numbers-wise. Numbers-wise. People, people. I don't know if that's actually true, listeners. Feel free to do the math and tell me if I'm right or wrong yeah, about that. But yeah. Um, I wish somebody had told me that. That, that, should, that you know. would have uh, fit in well with the arc of your life. Yeah. Um, yeah, I could have probably done with hearing that, too. Now, I think what's going to keep coming up is that you sort of had all of this connected up a little bit better than I did. I sort of had it all hazy and jumbled up. Because if you had asked me directly mm-hmm. when I was, you know, a little kid or in grade school, do you want to be an astronaut, do you want to go to space? Yes, absolutely. Of course. But I would have never had any sort of even thought out plan of, well, okay, then I should be a pilot in the Air Force and, you know, I could, I could actually make it happen. Yeah. Um, so it was definitely something I thought was cool. Definitely something yeah. I was interested in. And I would imagine for myself, but never in such a way that I could, I don't know. Visualize the path to get there. Yeah. There was never a path to it. It was just yeah. a crazy future thing. You know, just like when adults ask you, what do you want to be when you grow up when you're a kid? Like, Astronaut. What are you going to say? I don't know. I never you wanted You could to... say anything, but. Yeah. I never you have wanted no to. No be... idea what what it's going to take to get there even if it is fireman and not astronaut I never wanted to be a fireman or a policeman or I certainly never wanted to be a high school teacher (laughs) Um, (laughs) I still don't some days that's not fair though I'm having a pretty good year with the kids but yeah astronaut was definitely on the list astronaut, scientist, attorney for a while I wanted to be an attorney oh yeah I remember those days yeah so okay so that was a good question to start with did you want to be an astronaut as a kid yeah I wonder what proportion of our listeners would say yes. Like, I wonder if... And I can ask him when I see him in the forest later, but I wonder if what, what TCL would say. I don't know. That's He'd be a good one to ask. Um, yeah. What, wasn't this a, a big thing for Lady Sports Ball? Yes. Esquire? I, right? I, I, I believe wa- that's correct. She wanted to be an astronaut. Yeah. Uh, I know she wanted to be a pilot as well, but that was probably on its way to astronaut, as yeah. I recall. Uh, I think she's taken flying lessons, hasn't she? Uh, maybe. Uh, that might be a... a, a <laughs> I might have just confabulated that from something else, but... Uh, Tin Gallon Hatman has taken a few flying lessons. Yeah, he uh, has. Although he's now uh, a sailor, pretty much. Right. Um, for the duration. Yeah. Hmm. Okay, so kids want to be astronauts. Now... Smart smart kids. Not that people... I'm not calling other people else, smart. Something else I keep wondering about is what it is that's been exciting your students about space, if anything. And maybe we don't have time for this, but... I definitely want okay. to know more about that. All right. Well, um, the kids the kids ask a lot of questions about space. And whenever space stuff is in the news, like the new planet news item from last, what, last week? You know about this? No, not really. It might be a ninth planet again. Okay. They, they, off, I think I they, they, they hear about that stuff and they ask questions. Um, they, how, they don't ask a lot of questions these days about space flight and I think I want to SpaceX like human space exploration okay. a lot of questions a lot of big picture questions about about space and what's in space and um, 
you know, not in space. And what's not in space. <laughs> um, right. You know, lots of, I always get asked about black holes and about, uh, you know, inevitably we end up talking about the Fermi paradox and there was that star, the, the, the most interesting star. Have we talked about that on the show? I don't think so. There's that star, I don't know what it's called, it has some dumb name, alphanumeric designation because it was discovered by Kepler. So it's K blah, 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 blah. K 2015, something, something, That's something, okay. you know. Um, the, 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 the Kepler Observatory, Space Observatory, Space Based Observatory, found this star. Um, let me back up. Kepler's mission is to look for exoplanets. Kepler is designed to use um, both transit and gravita- gravitational wobble uh, observations to find exoplanets. Other solar systems with planets... Correct. Right distance away from the star. Correct. Okay. And and not and what we've learned from Kepler is that planets are absolutely common, more common than stars, which we didn't know because go back two decades and we had literally one data point when we, when we're talking about solar systems and that's ours. So we know that planets are abundant in our solar system, yeah. but we okay. literally had no. So this is a huge um, a huge sea change in in our understanding of the cosmos because. We knew we knew stars were abundant. You know, we had a, a pretty good. Yeah, you can see those. You can see those, right? <laughs> um, but we had no idea if those stars contained planets. So people used to like. You're familiar, I imagine, with. Um, uh, oh God, sorry. What's the equation that's supposed to calculate how many aliens there are? Oh, the Drake equation. Drake equation. Thank you. <laughs> Which is total nonsense. But the Drake equation assumes that there's like at least one planet per star. And that kind of used to be a sort of order of magnitude assumption that people used to make. Well, now we suspect that stars, that planets are much more abundant than stars. Because everywhere we look, now that we have the technology to look for exoplanets, everywhere we look, we find them. Everywhere. They're f***ing everywhere. So the kids are asking about those. So the kids are asking about those. But what I was getting at was that the Kepler data revealed this star, which is officially the most interesting star uh, yet Discovered, and the reason it's interesting is is not because of the nature of the the star itself, but because there's stuff orbiting it, and the stuff doesn't really fit any of the models we know. So, one of the hypotheses that does fit the data. So now again, you you're, you're not supposed to fit <gasps> hypotheses to data. You're supposed to do it the other way around, right? Did they find Ringworld? They well, found a smoke ring. What they may have found. Okay, this is extremely speculative, and I'm not saying this is the likely outcome. This is probably the least likely <laughs> explanation for the data. But the, one of the hypotheses that fits the data is that it could be a Dyson swarm, meaning a swarm of solar energy collectors built by an advanced alien race. Oh, right. So a Dyson's that's out there. That's pretty <laughs> out there, right? So a Dyson sphere is when you encase the star completely yes. in a structure to hoover up all the energy. Right. So you get 100% of the energy. A precursor to a Dyson sphere would be a Dyson swarm, which where you have a swarm of orbiting solar energy collectors. Okay. Because the idea is, of course, that when societies advance or civilizations advance to a certain point of technological sophistication, their energy needs will be stratospheric and stars are where the energy is, right? I mean, literally... 90-something percent of the energy we use here on Earth is solar in origin, even if we're talking fossil fuels, right? Because that's solar energy. So eventually, if humans last long enough, we will advance to that stage. It's, you know, futurists predict that that is an inevitable stage of civilization, provided it exists long enough. So anyway, that's the sort of thing that kids ask about. Like, have we found aliens? Is this a Dyson Swarm? And is this a super advanced alien technology? And the answer is, probably not. <laughs> but, but it's super fun to talk about. All right. Cool. Uh, so that's the sort of thing that kids like to talk about. Okay. 
That was a um, rambling answer to your question. But a, a follow-up to your question, I think that I should make an effort, more of an effort than I do, because I make some efforts sometimes. When there are launches, uh, you know, when rockets are going up, I'll put it up on the big screen if it's live, you know, and have the audio, and the, kid, the kids love that. You know, we'll be doing some other work, but we'll have the launch up. That's cool. You know? so, uh, but I think I could do more to try to generate excitement about uh, human space exploration, because we might be... We might be on the cusp of a new era. Era, you know, it's early yet. Yes, or, or very early days. But the you know, the advancements recently mm-hmm. in in commercializing some of the stuff is uh, definitely exciting. There already exist two corporations here on Earth, obviously, <laughs> um, <laughs> whose uh, mission is to mine the asteroid belt. Yes. There are, there are already companies forming and getting capital together to go mine the asteroid belt. So, like, that's the, uh, that's the next generation. That's where we're headed. Oh, and I, ha- I have to mention and put in show notes. Did you see that short film? I, I can't remember the artist's name uh, who made it. It was called Wanderers. And they used uh, audio of Carl Sagan. And they, they made all these digital, all this digital art of, you know, speculative... Yeah, you uh, showed me that. I did? Okay. Um, I don't think we linked it. One of my favorite things. I don't think we linked it. We did mention it. Um, You had me watch it right before... um, It it literally... It makes me cry every time. Right before we recorded an episode. And then, so, we were were, were both a little teared up, and we were both (laughs) doing bad Carl Sagan impressions at at the beginning of that episode. Billions and billions. You promised me you wouldn't do that again. Oh, I'm sorry. Um... Okay. I retract my Carl Sagan impression. Wanderers. Yeah. All right. So, hmm. The Fermi Paradox, that's another thing I end up talking about pretty regularly with the kids. That's a good one. Yeah. Uh, and, and you can now add the uh, Ed Snowden corollary to that. Right. We, we, we talked about that. Okay. So now let's talk about... Um, let's go back into our, our personal histories and talk a little bit about about space. And one thing that... I have to mention it. I mean, today is uh, the 29th, right, of of January. As we sit here recording, it'll be you know, it'll be days later when this comes out. But yesterday, the 28th, was the 30th anniversary of the Challenger explosion. So that is the elephant in the room for both of us. We were just at the right age to five years old. Be in school and and you know that that and they were sending a teacher to space. And uh, and that had never been done before. So right. they had, they had, had some sort of national um, search or contest. I don't remember how that worked. And they picked a, they picked a teacher, right? Um, and and she was actually going to get to go to space. And then that didn't happen. I was in kindergarten, and because there was a teacher going to space for the first time, we were watching this la- launch live. And I remember sitting on the ground on the the the, the rug. The rug had. Um, had spots on it, and every kid had a spot. Okay, you know, and like sure. had number spots, and I was—I don't remember. You're on your spot. I was on my spot. Crisscross applesauce because we we don't say Indian style anymore because it's ping pong. And you know, one of those carts checked out from the media center had been wheeled oh, into the room the with an old CRT TV on it. Yeah, yeah. And um, and... would have killed any of us had it fallen on us. Oh God, yeah. <laughs> those things were so top heavy. Those yes. carts. You hit a doorstep, and you could just or just, go right a, over a, a sill. You know, door sill. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and um, yeah, I can visual. I, I can visualize every part 
I mean, of course, I've seen the video many times since, so it's hard to know what. Well, the word what, what's actual. The memory. word you used for it earlier was flashbulb memories. Yeah, that's what they it call was, it. It was a flashbulb memory for you. Right. It is not at all clear for me. That's so weird. And I I remember just not getting it. Um, you know, yeah. I knew a teacher going to space. That was exciting. But uh, I don't know. I, I guess I was just confused. Um, and yeah. this is... Maybe this this points, points to some of my social ineptness now. But I was like, I, I just remember... Not not grasping the the whole entirety of the situation and thinking why wait, why is everybody so stressed out like yeah they're uh, the, why is the teacher so why is the yeah. teacher crying like yeah you know I I just I think part of me expected there to be something more else that was going to happen they were going to wrap around the planet and it, they would be mostly okay but just they didn't make it to space or so you know like I th- I thought there would be something else on the TV yeah just something else and there never was no. Um, so that was strange. It was very strange. Now, and so it's it's very hazy and like jumbled up for me. Well, I'd be a bad skeptic if I didn't uh, if I didn't throw this in. Um, research in, into memory reveals that our flashbulb memories, as as they're called, are no more reliable than other memories. And uh, you know, one thing we know about memory. This is the Brian Williams thing. One thing we know about memory is that every time you recall something, you're actually reconstructing it. And memories drift dramatically over time. So what I think of as this clear flashbulb memory, I, I do understand is has probably drifted over time. Would uh, in order to keep with the narrative I tell myself about the day. So um, <laughs> that's how skeptics unfortunately have to have to think about memory. But um, I remember. I know for sure. That I learned the word smithereens that day. Oh, and I don't, and it makes me sad. Huh? Um, I had never heard that word before. I was in kindergarten. Why? Yeah. What use? What do you have for a word like that? Uh, but I learned it that day. So this makes me wish that we had uh, maybe a co-host or some other input from somebody older, um, yeah. who could that their their boldest space memory would be the Apollo missions. Sure. And not the Challenger. Yeah. But I don't know how we would pull that off, especially with the technical difficulties we've had today. Right. Um, <laughs> um, I remember where I was for... Uh, this is becoming really sad, but I remember where I was for the Columbia uh, when I learned about the Columbia disaster, too. I was in Mexico uh, at the very start of the uh, the whole adventure. Oh, your big boat trip. The adventure adventure. Okay. Um yeah, and uh, that. So that that wasn't. That, I, I remember where I was, and I remember President Bush's speech about it. Um, but uh, you know that one doesn't have the, the the same significance because there's no clear image of that, right? Yeah. Like later, I saw the 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 radar images, and the there's one hazy video image of uh, where you can see debris over Texas, and you know I saw all that stuff later, but. Um, Challenger was totally different because we were all watching it live. The, the incident had happened. We we saw. Um, since I brought up the Columbia disaster, now I have to mention the the sad song. Just spent all summer listening to. Probably mentioned it already, but uh, John Roderick's song, uh, or the Long Winters. John Roderick's the frontman for the Long Winters, and their song, uh, "The Commander Thinks Aloud," about the Columbia disaster is uh, one of the most beautiful and affecting songs I've ever heard in my life. Uh, and 
the the ultimate way to experience that song, should you be prepared to uh, to take that emotional journey, <laughs> is through the podcast Song Exploder, where uh, wherein John Roderick uh, talks with with the host about the the genesis of that song, every part from the technical dip details of how the sounds were made and by whom, which is fascinating to me if you love yeah. music. So Matt had me listen to that episode. I'd never listened to Song Exploder before. Um, it's cool, and not every episode is that good. It's good. It's that good because of John Roderick. Yeah. You know. Uh, but uh, yeah, the well, one the the song is emotionally wrenching, uh, so be prepared for that. Yeah. But uh, Roderick's description of the drum performance uh, to that yeah that is is the drum track on that song or tracks I should say plural was uh, really really good audio dramatic. It was, <laughs> yeah. it was fun to hear him talk about that. So uh, give that a listen. Link mm-hmm. in the show notes. Yeah, be prepared to cry. Um, all right. What else do we need to talk about, Matt? Well, I mean, we don't have a lot of time, but uh, we, we need no. to end on a on a on a higher note. Okay. So, uh, Space Camp the movie. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> okay. So I don't. I, let me tell you what I remember about Space Camp the movie. I remember that. And first of all, I wanted to go to Space Camp so bad as a kid, like the proper NASA like the, space. The the for real Cape Canaveral right. Space Camp. Yes. Right. And it was expensive. It was very expensive. Yes. And my parents weren't weren't well off. So um, I had I knew I knew kids who got to go to Space Camp. Uh, the Cornells got to go to Space Camp. I did not get, get to go to Space Camp. It was always dangled in front of me as a potential oh. reward. Oh. A potential reward for straight A's. Oh. And I never once got straight A's. What? Not a single time. Wow. I never once in my life until college space got, camp, got straight space A's. Camp. I know, and I couldn't do it. Not even for space camp. Wow. I got C's in handwriting. Oh, is your handwriting that did you in? Often. Oh. Um, I also, I, 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 it would be uh, inaccurate if I uh, said it was only the handwriting. Um, there, there were also issues uh, with conduct grades. I was going to say, you were a bit of a handful <laughs> uh, at times, so not surprising. There that. were some conduct grades that were less than stellar, but um, anyway... Yeah, okay, so Space Camp, the movie. What I remember is this. There's some kids, they're at Space Camp, proper Camp Canaveral Space Camp. They, uh, I remember there's a simulator that they get to fly, and, uh, but there, and then there's some sort of, like, I don't know, bullying, or, like, the main kid, the kid we're supposed to identify with, I don't know if he just felt like an outcast or whatever, but he, he's sad, and he, he's by himself, and he says, I wish I could go to space, or I wish I was in space, all, all sad and pouty. And they have, like, a robot pal sidekick, and the robot pal... Oh, I don't remember the robot at all. The robot is how they got to space. So the robot hears the kid say, I wish I was in space, and decides to try to make the kid happier by sending them to space. So the robot... Okay, so then the, the, the kids, the space camp kids, some of whom aren't getting along, I don't really remember why... Um, they get to go into the cockpit of the actual space shuttle, which is on the actual launch pad, preparing for an upcoming launch. Uh-huh. And that was part of the plan. That was part that of was, space camp. That was part of, part of space camp. You got to go sit in the actual shuttle. I, I'm pretty sure they don't let you actual kids do that. But uh, in the movie, they yeah. do. It was part of the movie plot. So um, they get into the space shuttle, and they, they're supposed to just like get to the, sit in it and maybe push some buttons and do some like routine test. But the little robot pal sabotages... Is he in that Is picture? Is that the robot right there? That's the robot. All right, the robot's in the picture. The listeners, I'm pulling up the IMDb images and... Uh, That's the robot. There's the robot. So the little robot... And I think this is the little kid who was whining about wishing he was in space. Okay. And all the other kids... You can see, he's younger than them. And yes. they, he probably felt like an outcast. Anyway, 
and that's the pretty one, and that's the sassy one, and, and that's the black one, and, you know, they had the standard cast of characters. Um, so the robot sabotages the tests that, that Mission Control is doing. The robot, like, inserts some code or something so that one of the boosters is coming up to temp, and the Mission Control guys realize that booster is going to fire, okay. and there's nothing they can do to stop it. And so their choices are either they launch the space shuttle or they watch it explode on the pad. Okay. And so they decide to launch the space shuttle with the kids in it. They have moments to make the decision and they send it to space. Send it to space. And the little kid goes to space. And then they have to figure out how to land it and that's the rest of the movie. And that's that's what I That was good. That's what I remember about Space Camp the movie. So, yeah. I I just, I remember it being a cheesy movie that I know I was excited about even though it was super cheesy. Yeah. Um, Although I did go to sort of the um, janky local space camp at our... Uh, at Mosey? At, at Mosey. You guys at our, build rockets? We built some rockets. Yeah. Um, there was a little, like, uh, you know, mission control room. I remember we got that. To, we got to go and do There was some, a, simu- a simulation just, thing, right? Yeah. One team builds a probe and the other team gets, fl- gets, gets to be mission soil, control. Soil or... samples and one team is mission control. <laughs> right. Yeah, I remember, yeah. I remember so, that. That was, was pretty fun. It was pretty fun. Um, you know... They sold that pretty well for a... Fairly low budget affair. Yeah, and uh, I, I always had fun there. Um, I, it was nice to have you know something different to do over the summer. Yeah, um, and that's again I have I don't know it's just maybe my memory is going I don't know I have I have all of those memories awash with you know weird growing up memories of um, yeah. discovering girls at space camp and oh dear well yeah not like in any significant. Oh. You know, first kiss kind of way, but just like, okay. wait a minute, I want. Imagine if your first want, kiss was in space. I want... <laughs> what if that happened in Space Camp the movie? I don't remember. It could have. I mean, it, it could have. There were the some pretty girls. One. There, yeah. there were girls yeah. there. The pretty one and the bad boy could have uh, kissed in space. I bet they did. Hmm. Hmm. That's another thing kids like to ask me: Has anyone ever had sex in space? And the answer is, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I at one time. Uh, uh, I, I think I tried to look into it once, and I think there was no one can say for certain, yeah. apart from the cosmonauts involved. But there's a chance the answer is yes. Yeah, I'm pretty sure the astronauts would like to just keep that. Oh, that's for, that's that's private. Yeah. Also, another space factoid: um, apparently, the ISS smells terrible <laughs> oh. all the time. That like when you is it the bo? It's it's the accumulated bo of. Of everyone a million space there? hours of uh, everyone that's ever been there. Apparently, they can't scrub it out of the of the air. So, oh, like no. every every fart and, and armpit molecule that's ever ever escaped a human being in that space apparently is still floating around in there. Supposedly, it hits you like a wave when oh, you open the door. <laughs> that's disappointing. <laughs> so gross. Um, All right. So we talked about Space Camp the movie. Yeah. We talked about the Commander Thinks Aloud. Yep. Uh, I mean, I love Apollo 13. That's a movie that I can get sucked into anytime it's on cable. That's true. That's true. That was good. I saw... I, I really did bad research on this, but there was an HBO series. Oh, yeah. And I From think, the Earth to the Moon. I think it's called From the Earth to the Moon. I believe that's right. That was airing I while... I think Tom Hanks narrated it. Oh, narrated it. Narrated and produced it. Okay. But he wasn't in it, as far as I know. Okay. Um, this was on HBO while I was in college and had free HBO. Yeah. And... Um, in college, there are things to do. Yeah, it's beers to drink and girls to kiss. And well, but while doing that, I also watched this to show. Break into. Um, and the 
a couple of the engineering-heavy episodes that follow the, the crew at Grumman, the engineers at Grumman, mm-hmm. really got me. I, that hit me at a time in my life where I needed to be exposed to that. Yeah. Uh, that sort of engineering culture. And I, yeah. I, 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 really, I wish I had been hit with that I really at the like right that. time. I, yeah, because I, I didn't get into that kind of thing until later. I, I, I missed the boat. This is one of my great regrets. But, um, you know, that I didn't get to do real science. You know, so I'm a science communicator. I'm a science educator. I'm proud of that, and I know it's important. But um, yeah, I wish I had like been able to make myself do the work to get to play in that sandbox for real. Hmm. Which actually leads me to probably what is the last thing we have time to talk about. Okay, um, I'm applying for uh, this uh, research. It, it's it's the program's called RET Research Experience for Teachers. Um, program that happens during the summer and you go and you go and actually get to do real science and so in previous years they've they've done it with uh, nasa at cape canaveral uh looking at satellite data and stuff uh this year it's about high energy magnetic field research and it's in tallahassee where they have like the world's biggest magnetron or whatever um you know liquid helium cooled six stories tall like the like the big giant magnets, the biggest the biggest electromagnet in the world, or cool. something, or something. I don't really know, but uh, I'm going to apply for that and and see if I can go do some real science this summer. Nice, yeah, yeah. But if I if not too late to close that gap, if I get it, I can't go to Bonnaroo. Oh, yeah. well. hmm. So, but I've already made up my mind that if if I'm accepted, uh, I will go and I will skip Bonnaroo. So. Space. Right. Space. Did you see The Martian yet? I still haven't seen that. I haven't seen it. Um, it's really good. I got a copy of the book for my wife to read. She did that. Obligatory XKCD reference for the day. Um, there was that XKCD comic where they said, uh, you know the scene in Apollo 13 where they dump, the, oh, yes. dump, dump out the box of stuff and say, this is what they have and they have to save themselves with this? The Martian is a movie for people who wish that the whole movie was that scene. Yes. That scene it lasted the whole movie. All right. Well... Hello. <laughs> the dog is moving. The door is opening. My partner is walking in. That means it's time for episode us to say goodbye. Over. That is episode 60, listeners. Thank you for listening. Um, we, will, we will see you again. I'll, I'll, um, you said we'll see the listeners. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense, does it? No. We don't, we don't actually see we them. We never see them. We never. <laughs> I'm turning this off. <laughs>